Hello, I'm Professor Calvin Harris, the resident scientist here at Codec Moments, and this is my lab assistant, Brian. Hello. We very much hope that you enjoyed our last episode, and we'd like to reassure listeners that it most definitely was a recently prepared retrospective of 2017's disappointments and surprises, and not at all, in fact, a Christmas special where all the references to Christmas were awkwardly removed. Except for those jingle bells, Professor, we couldn't get rid of those, could we? No, we literally couldn't get rid of those. With that in mind, we hope that you enjoy the 2017 quiz that's coming up later this week. Which is in no way at all a delayed New Year's Eve edition. Quite. Still, we do have something a little bit special for you right now. It's an addendum to our 2017 Surprises and Disappointments piece, which is chock full of ridiculous accents. I think you're being a little bit hurtful there, Professor. Not actually you for once, Brian, although yours is ludicrous. Oh, thank you, Professor. Well, it's our resident Glaswegian Stuart Cullen. He's a bit like if Begbie talked about video games, isn't he, Professor? That's actually surprisingly accurate, Brian. I particularly like the bit where he anthropomorphizes Star Wars like a Glaswegian Peter Griffin and starts talking about pink Darth Vader. And his coining of the term Hansol is more reminiscent of something one might receive from a toothless Amsterdam window sitter when you've got too much money to go home and not enough for another beer. That said, enjoy the podcast. What are you doing with your fingers, Professor? And why not send us your own surprises and disappointments from 2017? Get in touch via Twitter at Codec Moments. Alright! So, um, highlights of 2017. What a year! Ooh, what a year! We'll start off with the lowlights because obviously we're best to get those out of the way as early as possible. It's been a mixed year. Yes, the low light is going to be obvious and everybody's going to be able to peg it and go, oh yes, that is it. I feel that the second half of this year has been ruled by microtransactions, gaming as a service, and loot crates. Ever since the Christmas rush this year, it's been a prominent thing, I feel, and I feel that certain games have uh, suffered due to it. Forza 7, for example, uh, Star Wars, which, well, I think we've talked about that till we're all blown teeth, but you know what I mean? Need for Speed did a, a pack-style system where you could only get parts of the car for upgrading through buying packs. I get it, I get it. It's, it's a case of, right, fair enough, we've done the season pass thing. The season pass thing, people have got smart to it and it doesn't work. We'll release a, a wonderful shooter and then we'll do a season pass and then no one will play it and it fragments our player base. And it is horrible because I've been there playing games with fragmented player bases. The first Battlefront, for example, trying to play the best of uh, the Vespin DLC or the additional stuff that came with it, it's horrible because there's only like you're waiting five, ten minutes to get into a match because no one bought the stuff. Whereas now the idea is, oh, we'll give you the DLC for free, but we're going to charge you for a loot boxes which are stitched into the game. And I, I just think it's the, the, a wrong move to go. I think a more intelligent way to go is the Overwatch still. Overwatch loot boxes are solely cosmetic. I can play the game, do what I want, play with the new characters, play the maps and that, but at the end of the day, if I don't want cosmetics and to look all pretty and pink, then I don't need to actually buy them. 
And I know Star Wars came out and said, Oh, nobody wants to be running around as pink Darth Vader. Well, nobody said to run around as pink Darth Vader. I know there's been enough designs of Darth Vader to at least make 10 suits for Battlefront. A classic for the concept guy with a big jaggy face, all the way up to Force Unleashed concepts and all that. So there's plenty of variety today in the Star Wars thing. Like Stormtroopers, you could do a thousand different versions. Sandtroopers, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean, all that stuff, you know. That is the overriding disappointment of the year. Close second comes the release schedule for the X. The X was going to have a, a, a super schedule at one point. We had Scalebound and Crackdown 3 and all this good stuff. And then come the day of launch, what did we get? <laughs> super Lucky's Tale. It should have launched with a killer app, shall we say. Right now, the X is out there. What's, what's your must-buy title for it? Yes, Forza's pretty. But really, there's no really a, an actual exclusive to make people get up and go, oh, all right, PUBG's there, and I know they're giving PUBG away this festive period with it and stuff, which is, again, another disappointment. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll buy PUBG right now, and uh, we'll enjoy it, even though it runs like a, a bag of spanners. A week later, they're like, yeah, buy a console, and you can get PUBG for free. Yeah, early adopters getting it right up the jacksy once again. That's enough of the disappointments. Highlights. Oh, the highlights. I love the highlights. 2017 has been a strong year for games. Highlights are the games and, to a lesser extent, the new consoles. Remember, 2017 will go down in history as the year that we got the Xbox X, which, yes, I know I was just bashing, but my God, does it look good. But we also got the Switch, which is a wonderful console. Yes, I coined that term and I'll keep using it. But the idea of having a console that A, I can pick up and walk about with and B, put back down and play on my TV and at any given point throw a controller to someone and play it is a phenomenal thing. And it really is. And the first time you actually get to experience it is amazing. Now, at the end of the day, if you're sitting going, oh, I've got kids and that, blah, 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 the Switch wins. Yes, the X and the PlayStation Pro are great in that, but they're for a game on a certain level. Whereas, as long as the Switch keeps producing the quality of titles it does, we're going to see that be here for a long time. Mario Kart, Mario Odyssey, Zelda, ARMS, all this stuff's first title, and it's, it's all grey day cuts, you know? Fair enough, we're starting to get stuff like Doom, which is interesting on it. Yes, it is Doom, but it's got frame rate issues, it's got texture issues, it's not full fat I was going to say it's not full fat Doom, but it... it it is, but it isn't. It's, it's like it's running on minimum settings on a PC, to put it in context. But still, it's Doom and you can play it on the move, which is a, a really nice thing. As for bigger titles this year, Hellblade, extremely good game. Cuphead, brilliant. With uh, Dirt 4, great year for racers. Dirt 4, F1 2017, Forza 7. Yes, the racing is extremely good, but everything else is a bit naff. Shooters as well, you had COD, you had Star Wars, yes, back to that. Star Wars is a good shooter, it's just wrapped up in a, a blanket, a flea-ridden plague. You also have stuff like Prey, which was reimagined, and then also you've got like PUBG sitting there as well, which I know is a grey area because it's still in early access and blah blah. Well, it's the, by the time you hear this, it's, it will be out early access on PC, so we'll see. Who knows when it'll come out of early access on Xbox. I'm saying a minimum of six months. 2018 was a strong year. Lots of trials, lots of tribulations, and uh, a lot of highlights and lowlights. I hope that 2018 will be just as fruitful and with the likes of Red Dead Redemption 2, Anthem, 
I'm waiting for that to end up as a crash site as EA could handle. But we'll see. I bet you that had loot boxes in it and they're whipping that out right now. Might even see Sony try to react to the X somehow. Obviously, it would have been underpowered machine and stuff and that. But I don't know. I think they've got enough exclusives in their hat, like God of War and Days Gone, to keep it kind of fresh. Plus, they're trying this whole new room mobile gaming thing, which is an interesting thing. Turn your phone into a controller while playing a game. All I know is I'll be covering it as usual over at the, the beautiful, luscious Scots Corner every Sunday. And uh, I hope you can pop in and read a review or two, possibly an interview. And uh, I will catch you later.